and I've been to like big meets before. I mean, I've been to at that point, I've been to you know, junior pan packs, junior worlds, um, nationals, all this stuff. But that meet was just completely different. And I feel like I didn't really, I remember something I was talking with Michael Andrew, uh, in Australia last December about it a little bit. And he kind of said that his first trials, um, felt a little weird. I mean, he had, he had a great meet that meet, but then he said at the, the, 2021 Olympic trials he said he like walked in he felt like he owned the place and that's kind of after he said that that kind of stuck with me and that's how I want to feel like pretty much any me like I want to go to me and be like yeah I've, I've done I've done what I needed to um and I'm ready to go welcome to social kick I'm Brian Lundquist we got a full crew Dr. John Mullen Luke Paddington and it's George Day Luca Orlando Jake McGahey what's up boys how you doing well, it's Georgia Day for for Jake actually, even though Luca's in Colorado. So why don't we start there? Like, uh, wh- where are you guys? What are you up to? Give us the update on just uh, what's going on right now. Jake, why don't we start with you? Um, so yeah, I'm in Athens. Um, got me and Luca's house. Um, swam this morning, seven to nine. Uh, getting ready for SECs. Had a class today. Just got back, got lunch, and hopped on. Yeah. It's a fun Friday as a college swimmer. Understood. Luca, <laughs> Luca, you got a little bit of a different thing going on. Uh, missing your uh, your roommate, Jake. Yeah, man. I'm I'm all solo out here, but I don't know. It's been good. Uh, today I hopped on the elliptical to kind of supplement that other swim practice. Um, so each day I'm kicking like around over 5,000 yards. And then depending on the day, I'll either swim a 500 or not just like kind of relax the shoulder and whatnot. Um, while I'm up here, I'm doing an internship with Pikes Peak Aquatics or Athletics, sorry. Um, coaching various groups, doing a little bit of research on the side for the club. Um, but been good, been chilling. I don't know. Yeah. Well, give us the update on the shoulder. I, I was I was on deck uh, when you hurt your shoulder, and that was one of the weirdest moments that I've ever seen on a pool deck because – you're just like nobody knew really what was going on you stopped in the middle of a race and it just kind of went quiet and um what was that what was that like from your point of view oh i mean i was just kind of like oh shit like is this really happening again um and it was that that first initial pull uh from the breaststroke i could just like i mean i can still hear it in my head it's just like a big crunching noise as the like shoulder just pops out from the socket. Um, I mean, it was just a flood of emotions and initially like it took a while for like, you know, that pain to set in, but really I was just kind of thinking about like, Oh damn, like where are these next few months going to look like for me? Um, and like, what's that process going to look like? Uh, it wasn't very like dwelling in the, in the pain is already like immediately looking into the future of how I'm going to progress from that point. Well, I want to get into more of that, but first I just want to keep some, some lighthearted fun here. So Jake, um, how many teams will be in the sec by 2030? Do you think? Oh, how many teams are you just talking about swimming or just like in general? Well, I mean, yeah, I was just looking at the news of Texas and Texas Oklahoma and finally Miami. making their uh, move to the SEC and the giant conference uh, networks that are starting here. Uh, 
you know, you got USC and UCLA to the Big mm -hmm. Ten. What do we think is going to happen? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what other schools could be added. Um, I guess you got some ACC schools. I was talking to my girlfriend about it last night, actually, um, how, like, Texas and Oklahoma are really – I mean, you could say they're southeast, but they're, like – I mean, Texas and Oklahoma are, like, the middle of the country. So it's – I don't know. I, I, I'm just trying to think, like, it's going to be interesting how the conferences – in my mind, it's going to be interesting how it plays out because I think there might – we might get to a point where they just absolve them completely and then there's just a super conference because it's really – I mean, it's about, it's about the money for them. So it's like I feel like eventually if it really is about the money, then they might realize that it's not about the SEC as, like, a whole conference. It's about the teams that are in the SEC. And so they might combine all of them. And so that's one, but that would make things very complicated and very, I don't know. So um, hopefully it's the same amount of teams we have right now, plus Texas and Oklahoma. But I mean, I, I, I don't know um, the answer to that question really. Yeah, Texas isn't the South as a, as a Southerner and a fellow Georgia guy <laughs> myself, Texas is not the South. I don't know. I, I was arguing that they were in the South last night, but um, yeah, it's, it's Southeast. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know but. about that. <laughs> All right, Luca, uh, Nick Fink, and Chase uh, Kalish both confirmed for us that once you leave Georgia and train somewhere else, that you never lose your red underwear. So do you have red underwear with you in Colorado? Uh, yeah, I actually do. <laughs> that's like the most – that's – um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, but I do have red underwear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right jake i gotta know i i thought this was a real travesty watching the football national championship game that uga didn't make the trip because he's too old how is there a mascot that's too old to travel to the national title game <laughs> i don't know the bulldogs um i don't know they got some health issues you gotta keep them safe I mean, they'll always like they could they could pull a random bulldog from what well, they play they played in Los Angeles, right? They could have pulled a random bulldog that kind of looks like Uga, put them on the screen, and been like, "This is Uga," and then nobody would know because everybody's just everybody's just into it. So yeah, but that Uga would not have red underwear, and everyone would yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, I, I would love Uga to go there, but you know, better safe than sorry. <laughs> Well, we have to keep the animals healthy. Like we uh, need to keep Luca's shoulder healthy. So yeah, uh, as a PT, you know, I've, I've worked with tons of shoulder injuries. I've wrote a book on shoulder, summer shoulder, and that's mostly regarding shoulder impingement. Now, obviously a multi-directional instability is a little bit different as I'm sure, you know, Luca, could you maybe tell us a little bit about your experience um, in the decision for surgery and kind of how everything's been going from there? Yeah, I was actually joking about it, like, with my old coach that, like, the first time that it initially happened, I should have just gotten surgery then to hopefully, like, prevent any other issues from happening. Um, but I don't know. We kind of just thought, like, the more – the stronger I got, the older I got, um, and just consistent rehab would be enough. Obviously, like, it's not. But got this surgery, had a labrum repair. Um, so that's what initially was torn and had been torn for the past few years. Um, so got the sutures in. I have two in the front, one um, kind of inside the armpit and one in the back. 
So it's like, it's really staying in place now. Like it take like someone just like, I don't know, really yanking it for anything bad to happen. Yeah. Well, let's hope Jake doesn't just yank on his arm next time he sees you. <laughs> that's for sure. And I yeah. think you mentioned you're like mainly kicking now doing some stroking. Do you have, what's the plan for, for stroking? I think um, obviously a lot of swimmers go through shoulder injuries and as a PT, this is where I see PTs drop the ball all the time because they don't know anything about swimming really. And it's just like, oh, well, you had the surgery, you did PT, now go swim. And it's like, oh, so you're yeah. going to go let someone go swim like 6,000 or 8,000 or 10,000 now with no kind of progression. So I'd love to know, um, and I'm sure everyone else would, what what's really going on and what the plan is there. Yeah, so I'm working with Keenan Robinson. He's the man, Keen Dog. Oh, um, yeah. But so – we're kind of approaching this in a different way. Um, so each week I'll add maybe another day that I do another 500 swim freestyle. But like the main goal in these next few weeks is like getting that technique right, um, which is a little different than just like, you know, doing a thousand, see how you feel. All right, you feel good. Do a 2000 the next day. Like I really want to get that technique down so that as I progress in yardage, I can still maintain that good body connection um, while I'm swimming and doing higher aerobic sets or whatever that may be. Yeah. It, was there anything when you were young that led you to where you are now with your shoulder? And, and, and because you got a father who is national champion in throwing, a grandfather, a grandmother, all of them were national champions and Olympians in throwing things. Did they say, yeah, 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 Luca, you got to go to swimming? And then still it happened? What happened? No. Um, my mother's side, my mom swam, not collegiately, but um, her brother swam too, was a good swimmer in the 80s. Um, so I think I always had that, like, I don't know, swimming gene in the family. Um, and throwers, for the most part, are flexible athletes, at least in the shoulder very explosive athletes, but also very flexible. Um, my grandfather and my dad are both, I don't know, very hypermobile in the shoulder. And I think that's what has led them to be very good in their discipline. And um, it's something that's actually translated in swimming as well. Um, guys, I'm curious after seeing performance within the Georgia um, athletic department, back-to-back -back national titles. I mean, what, what sort of impact does that have on the other programs in, I mean, we were talking about money earlier and money coming in. It's like, I don't know how much that goes down to other sports or the athletic department sees this influx of cash for sure. It creates more visibility for the program. I mean, like it or not, if there's a recruit who's like, wants to be a part of a, a big school and a fun town like Athens, and then also, um, you know, be a part of other successful sports like that, that does help in, in generating recruiting, especially like in a program that's in a bit of a transition to with, with Jack's retirement and then, you know, Neil and Steph coming in. So um, what, what has it been like on campus with the impact of, of the success of the football team? Maybe Jake, you start. Um, that's a good question. Um, well, money definitely is a big part of it. Like they get, I mean, swimming of course does not generate a lot of revenue as at least not as much as we would hope. 
Um, so it's good to have those successful programs, the ones that do generate millions and millions of dollars um, to help us out. Um, Wait, is so, your you said not as much as we hope? Or do you think does Georgia swimming generate revenue? No. <laughs> okay. No. no, everybody gets in the meat for free, which is how we want it to be. And then at the end of the day, um, but yeah, I mean the money money is huge, but I mean it is part of it is a winning culture. I mean that's something that um, I think it's really it's really hard to establish a winning culture, and of course. Um, you know, it's not necessarily going to fully carry over from the football because I think football definitely has it right now. I mean, they went back to back um, easily this year, too. I wouldn't say easily. The Ohio State game was scary. But um, but for the most part, I mean, we coasted through most of the season and we look like the best team in the country. Um, and, and at the end of the year, we were. So I feel like they definitely have that winning culture. And I feel like it trickles down to the rest of us um knowing how successful the football team is um kind of helps us get that championship mentality um and I feel like to in order to fully have it you need to win um and so you know every year we go on SECs we want to win it um haven't done that but that is the goal and so I feel like the football team does help us with you know just looking at us you know we're georgia we're a big successful school um and you know it just helps our culture i would say what do you think it takes to win secs um takes a lot of a lot of fast swimmers um a healthy luca orlando shoulder (laughs) um it takes i mean it just it just it takes a lot i would say i mean we had a really good shot freshman year um we had a great meet with Florida, competitive meet, came up short um, last year. Of course, we were hoping – I feel like our team was just a little too young to really compete. And then this year, we were hoping to go into it. Um, you know, we just we just always want to be competitive with those guys, um, give all we have. So, I don't know. I, I'm still trying to figure out what it takes to win SECs because we, we haven't done it yet. But um, those are a couple of things. Yeah, I, I think, like, as awesome as it is to be, like, such a top-heavy team, like, depth is so important and so vital for SECs. Like, it's not really the, the guys in the A finals that are winning events. It's the guys that, you know, two guys in the B final, three guys in the C final. Like, those little points, those add up. Um, and ultimately, that is the outcome of the meet more more so than not I think freshman year we had a fantastic shot but it was also because like we had guys in almost every a final you know we had that top top end speed but we didn't necessarily have so much that depth and in the past few years I think um our younger guys are making Georgia a more complete team with more depth and they're really starting to develop. We, I, I will say about that uh, freshman year, it was that meet was mainly us in Florida. Like we scored, I think the fourth most points ever scored at that meet, and we got second. So it was just like, like we didn't really have a lot of help from the other teams in SEC um, that year. And I mean, 
that's what takes – and that's why I'm excited about this year's SECs is the SEC has became so competitive. I mean, it always has been, but this year especially, it's like there is going to be very tough to even crack the top four. Um, so, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. I'm ready for it. I'd like to hear from both of you then. When Steph Curry go- goes down, not just Clay steps up and pool, but, you know, the, the bench steps up as well and they, to make up for the Steph Curry going down for a while. From both of your point of view, who are these people who are going to be stepping up for Georgia? Are there people who have like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make my, I'm going to step up this year with the absence of Luca. Jake, have you seen that in practice? And what can we expect at SEC's Luca? Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't, I don't want to put too much pressure on these guys. <laughs> when, do you guys know when this is? Uh, actually, I'll, I'll just do it. Put um, the pressure. I mean, my, my good friend Bradley Dunham, um, he's a fifth, he redshirted, he's a fifth year this year and he has another year eligibility but he's been i mean just progressively getting better and better i think he's going to have a great meet and i don't think anybody's expecting it um really from any other teams um ingram of course but he's very consistent swimmer um i look at some of the younger guys um look at mitchell norton um i think he's i mean he, he was great last year but he's really stepped up this year um i think I mean, he's a sophomore. Um, Sam Powell, our freshman this year, I think he's gonna have a great meet. Um, just we had we have a lot of sophomores. Um, we like our freshman class last year is like it. Well, since we were combined last year, is like thirty five like new people, something around there. And so that's what I mean by last year we were just really young, and I feel like a lot of them didn't really have the championship experience. What it takes, but this year I think it's gonna be a game changer. Um, that they've had one meet under the belt and they're ready to go. Um, so, yeah. Well, well, when Steph Curry is injured, he's often on the bench and he's talking to those younger players and giving them that championship experience. Luca, you're going to be at the SECs and, and NCs? And if so, what's your role there, you think, given your experience? Um, I'm not going to be there, unfortunately. It was the initial plan. Um, but this internship does kind of interfere with you know, dates and whatnot. I think the Colorado State meet is that same weekend, and I need to go to that for my internship. Um, but, you know, I keep in touch with all the boys on the team. Um, I was there, fortunately, for the first few months of training in the fall, which is arguably, you know, the most important. It's really where you build your base for the rest of the season. And, I mean, honestly, I've just been so impressed with these guys this entire year. Uh, their consistency, dedication, it's like a complete 180, not like last year was bad by any means, but in the terms of mentality going forward, um, I just think everyone there rips and shreds and practice so hard that it'd be, it'd be really hard for them to have that meet because they have all the pre- preparation. And I've just seen it day in, day out of practice. Um, you know, like Georgia is a very hard swim team to be a part of. Like we hit those yardage every week. Um, and the fact that you're able to sustain that throughout the entire year, just incredibly impressive. And I'm so excited to watch some of these sophomores and freshmen step up and deserve the hype that they get. Um, I know like the older classmen, you know, for the most part, they've proven themselves. Like Ian had a great summer. Bradley had a great summer. 
And I expect them to do phenomenal at this meet because I know the type of swimmers that they are. Um, but I'm really excited to also watch these freshmen and sophomores prove themselves um, in these next championship meets. I will say, um, Luke, Luke won't talk about it, but um, like, what was it? Uh, I think it was Wednesday. Uh, we pulled a, we had a team meeting. I, I had no idea what it was about, um, but they pulled us aside into the team room. And then um, Bradley pulled up a video of Luca uh, kind of giving the guys like a hype talk because obviously he can't really talk to the whole team at once. So he just gave, he just gave a little video. Um, insane. So Lucas, I mean, Lucas here, he's supporting. I mean, I don't know. The, Luke, the amount of support Luca gives is, is honestly amazing. Like you saw, I saw it a lot when I was, when he was here. Um, he really cares about his team. And so it's just, I don't know. just want to add that. Jake, do you think saying things like rips and shreds is the most California thing about Luca? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> what is that? Um, oh, oh, I don't know. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, just like the, I guess the aesthetics he likes. Um, it's definitely very different. Like there's a, I'm looking at a painting right now um, and I was, I can't use it as my uh, background, um, <laughs> but do you, you, you know which one I'm talking about, Luca? Yeah, it's the Salvador Dali one. Yeah, That's yeah. Like all the crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, and, I love and Dali. It, it's really, yeah, no, it's it, it's cool, but like just like I guess the aesthetics and like just like the vibe. So I guess maybe you could say like the words he uses too, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Georgia people are chill though, like. I feel like the transition has not been that crazy. I mean, we're just like a really cool bunch of dudes like that all vibe with each other. You know, like we all come from different sides, um, but like we just mesh really well. And I think that's like the coolest thing about this team by far mm -hmm. is that like no matter where you're coming from, you know, we'll accept you and not even accept you. We'll bring you in. We'll treat you as family. Um and that's one of the reasons why I went to Georgia. I just love the team culture so much. Yeah. Luca, you talked about the team really stepping up this year, especially and people putting in the work, except for the slacker, Jake, right? What, what, what have you seen Jake do that impressed you on deck? Like you were there like, holy crap, do you see what Jake just did? Can you recall anything? Yeah, no, I've seen like just crazy shit. Ever since I stepped on like the deck at UGA, like I remember freshman year, Jake did a thousand in practice and went like under nine minutes or some shit. And I was just like, dude, this is what we're dealing with now. Like it's just like every single day, day in, day out. I remember there was a set last year um, or they do this set like almost every other week, the 2100s yeah. on 130. And Jake will just be holding like 48s the entire time. I'm just like, are you, I give a 49. But yeah, no, I don't even know. But dude, when when Maddie was there, like y'all yeah. would just be going 48s, 47s, just yeah. so consistent, so fast. Like it's just really some like every single day, Jake just brings it to the water. So consistent day in, day out, has great speed, but also like has that distance you know he's a distance boy but can still rip a 50 free you know like you can't like it's so hard to find that and i think that's like the biggest thing that impresses me about jake 
um, other than his just his consistency and resilience. Um, just like it's just like the best thing being roommates because like we, we're both striving to do the same thing. We both want to be the best that we can be. Um, and we don't just talk the talk, we walk it. Yeah. Um, and you can see that every single day in practice. Jake, I'm going to ask you a similar question. Um, Mr. Man over there set the NCAA record in 100 back, kicking out to, tw- to 15 meters every turn. Like, and somebody said he's the best underwater kicker in the world on our show once to Luca. Now he's doing 5,000 meters kicking every day only. Like, what's, what has Luca impressed you in practice? And what do you expect him to do in like a 50 um, backstroke kick underwater? Um, oh, dude. Um, I remember freshman year, he went like a 9-9 from a 25 from a push. And I feel like he could go even faster now. Um, like last, I feel like if he did that last year, right before NCAAs, I think he would have gone. I mean, I couldn't tell you, but he would go real fast. Um, I mean, honestly, I can't recall. I mean, whenever I race against Luca, like I usually just get beat. So it's just like, like, like he just, he just brings it the way he approaches practice is crazy. Like, I mean, you could tell, like he comes in there, he's like, I'm going to go as fast as I can. And he just does it. Um, I remember there was one practice last during this summer. And I hope Luca, you remember this too, but it was, we went to Colorado for a training camp and we just got back. Um, and then we were doing like 20, we're doing fifties, like um, freestyle, just like, I think, I think it was like pace, but um, it might have just been all out. And it was Chase kept on like egging me um, and like trying to get it, like pit us against each other. Um, and like, <laughs> do you remember that, Luca? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and Luca was just destroying me on everyone. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I don't know. I, I mean, I was giving my what, best what effort. Was Luca was going crazy the entire what time. Was he doing? Like on, on, on what pace time what was he doing um i want to say i mean we were just going he was probably going like 24 highs long course um and i was going like 25 like mids to highs and like but like we were doing like a lot of them in a row i can't remember exactly what the set was and i just remember chase kept on egging us on egging us on and then luca came up to me after practice and he's like yeah bro i'm, I'm sorry about that <laughs> like like you didn't need to be doing that and i'm like yeah i get it like we're we're not really like that we're not super competitive we also don't like i mean i'm doing a lot of distance stuff he's doing a lot like luca doesn't really need to be doing the stuff i'm doing so we don't get the opportunity to train with each other like a lot um but it's just i mean whenever luke is there like he gives his best effort and he's the fastest one in the pool um and that's what impresses me about it so <laughs> Jake, the program went through a transition here with uh, Bowerly retiring after I think it was like 44 years. I mean, what a what an amazing career. But whenever there's such a staple at the top, you know, and new coaches come in, even though they are from Georgia and have, have a background and were under Jack for a while, there can be some transitions. How has the transition been with the, the coaching changes um, throughout the year? Um, it's been great. Honestly, um, I mean, Neil, Neil's been my coach, um, been my main coach since I've gotten here. Um, he was a distance coach for last year and the year before that. And I think the year before that, um, and 
I mean, so he would give me a lot of focus those years. This year, since he's a head guy, um, it's been more throughout the whole team. But honestly, I, I really like that because that gives everybody else the opportunity to see how great of a coach he mm -hmm. actually is. Um, he's driven. He's dedicated. Um, one of probably my favorite thing about him is he's always positive. He, he will he will phrase things in a way that will ne like that will never never be any sort of negative even if Example. it's a very negative thing um he'll always find a way to make it positive and i feel like that's huge because i mean if you have your head guy you know speaking negativity then i feel like it trickles down to everybody else um and neil's always just looking forward um staying positive and just putting your head down and working and so and i feel like that's i mean we got we got off to such a good start this year and just really have kept it the entire year. Um, and so that's what, I mean, I, I think it's been great. And from what I've heard on the woman's side, I mean, it's been an equal experience. I mean, Steph is a very um, well-qualified coach and she's been doing a great job with them as well. So. Are you guys training separately completely or yeah. how's that working? Um, it's so we like sometimes, um we'll be like in the pool at the same time but like they'll be at the other other side doing their own thing we're doing our own thing um and so yeah i mean that's been kind of like it's been kind of different because i mean for the first two years like i would be doing distance sets with um you know girls and now this year it's a lot less of that um or i shouldn't say a lot less it's none of that really um and i mean I do kind of miss having that little group because now the distance, there's only two guys who do distance. It's me and uh, our other, me and Luca's other roommate, Tommy. Um, and so I do kind of miss that, having like that group. But at the same time, um, everything else has been great. So. Right on, Luke, you had a question? Oh, yeah. no. Oh wait, sorry. No, I, sorry, I meant Luke. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I was gonna ask for you, both you guys. Um, you talked about uh, training. Who do you guys? You talk about training together. Who do you guys like least like to lose to in practice? Oh shit. Yeah. You like. <laughs> Dude, like to be honest, like I just hate losing in general. It doesn't matter who. Um, but like when, when someone's like going slow and then goes really fast at the end, I mean, everyone hates that. It's so <laughs> annoying yeah. and it's not how you're supposed to do the set. I'll, I'll just yell and scream like, dude, like you're just being such a little right yeah. now. Like, <laughs> no, it's just yeah, like symbol for it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But like, no, I think as a whole, we're really good about that. Like I try and always teach the younger guys, like, Hey, this is how you're trained. If you want to improve consistently, like this is what you need to be doing. Like your heart rate needs to be this, like during the entire set. Like, I don't want to just see fast and then really slow. Like it needs to be consistent effort because like, I mean, no matter what college team you're on, like these guys are so talented and their talent has taken them super far and not to say that they're not hard workers but like once once you mesh that talent with consistent hard work like you just get exponentially so much better yeah. speaking of the team let's get to know some of them a little bit better uh personalities wise it sounds like this could have been you luca but 
is there anybody on the team who is the enforcer who will is the most likely to say the difficult things to call people out and not worry about the consequences or you know have to having to be pc about it <laughs> bradley <laughs> yeah. yeah i'll say that <laughs> yeah i don't know like this this year um we've been going to a lot of meetings that kind of like really help us structure how to say con constructive criticism without just you know isolating or bashing the person that you're trying to help um so this year like you know there has there's been i mean like in any team there's been like some negative things that are said but it's always like to try and help that person not necessarily put them down um going about it obviously is really tricky because like the person that's getting mad at the person the other person for not doing something correctly like you have to come across like as a brother and as a friend which you're already trying to do but like it's hard to do when there's like you know there's emo somewhat emotions behind it you know yeah well yeah when, when you like lose and then you like call them out it's, it puts you in a weird spot yeah like yeah. like you just seem salty so yeah but yeah i would say bradley too i mean He's he's good at that. I, I personally don't like doing like in the middle of practice, like calling people out. Like sometimes I'll be like at the wall and I just hear screaming from the other side of the pool. It's like I can't really hear what's being said, but I know somebody's uh, somebody's getting in trouble. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's important. I mean, that is important um to have that accountability. Um something we talk about a lot. It's 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 important, but it's also really hard. Like it, it's really hard to have a hundred percent like all the time, like nobody's going to respond well or i wouldn't say nobody's going to respond well but like sometimes there's situations where people don't respond well to even something that's like very innocent so i don't know yeah well i i think another good thing that we started doing this year is like you know we tell the freshmen we tell the sophomores like y'all are leaders on this team too um and you guys see something that you know is not correct you know we gotta hold each other accountable um and at the end of the day, it's a lot better to just get it out and say what you have to say. That's the problem. Then just keep it to yourself because eventually it's going to build up and one day you will explode and it's just not going to come across the right way, like at all. Um, so I like one of the other things I've been so impressed with by this team this year is like everyone just being so accountable um, towards each other, like. You know, one time I was doing like this exercise in weight strong and one of the freshmen, Roman, came up to me and was like, oh, no, bro, you're supposed to do it this way. Like, OK, I appreciate that. Like, like, I appreciate when people tell me like I'm doing something wrong um, because like it, it's good to want to like to know that you can improve on something, mm -hmm. you know, to know that like this is how you, you can get better. Um so yeah, I yeah. like that. I've yeah, been, it's not... <laughs> go, no, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, I've I've been I've been um, called out this year. I mean, not too much. I feel like most of the time I'm doing what I'm supposed to doing. I mean, with weights and stuff. Like, yeah, I get corrected because I'm lanky and uncoordinated. But um, I I got this year. I remember we had a. It was right before we left for FSU in the fall. Um, we were doing like hundreds descend so i think we're doing like eight 100s descend one through four or descend one through three or something like that it was, it was a set like that 
Um, and I was feeling pretty terrible. Um, so I was like, this is long course too. So I was like, maybe like 110, like 107, 106, like 57, just like being very lazy on it. And I just hear somebody screaming from the other side of the pool, um, saying some kind of mean words to me that I won't repeat on the podcast. Um, but, and I look over and it's Bradley. And after that, I was just, it just, and I've known Bradley since I was like 12 years old. Um, we swam in club together. So we have a kind of different relationship. And so honestly, that just kind of fired me up, pissed me off. And after that, I started really gunning for it. I was going like 54s um on the fast one and like a lot faster on the descent so it, it helped um it took a little bit for us to talk again after that though uh, <laughs> i'm sure it was it was a little it was a little dramatic but that's just i mean you know we're, we're guys we get over it so at the end of the day did you guys you know, hear so did you guys hear recently that um uh Belichick was on uh some podcast talking about uh what it was like to um, you know, call out Tom Brady in team meetings and how important that was for Tom's leadership because he's like, yeah, nobody's above being called out. Everybody here can improve even if you're the best ever. So like to establish that culture up front that everybody's got a voice, I think is um, really indicative to Luca, your comments about like why the, the team culture and atmosphere was so important to you. That's uh, hugely critical for everybody to be able to give their best and understand that, you know, it's one team. Cause at the end of the day, they, they don't, NCAA doesn't care. They don't hand out trophies based on your seniority. So. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I think that's very important for culture is to like, make sure there's not like, I mean, there's people that can be like well-respected, but like nobody's above anything, you know, like I'm, I'm a regular dude, just like the guy next to me, um, no matter what my swimming accomplishments are. And so I feel like having that mentality for everybody on the team is like very important. And I feel like that's what Georgia does really well. Um, yeah, it's because like, I feel like we have such like, I don't know, just such variety in who goes to University of Georgia, like in the past years, Georgia has become a much better public university. So we have guys that, you know, are these just crazy double majors that, you know, like still rip in the pool every day. But, you know, they got stuff that's way more important to them personally than the swim team um, in the future and stuff like that. Um, and it it's really like it forces the guys to, you know, mesh well together because like, I don't know, you're here with these other dudes every day. Like, yeah. you know, you got to respect each other and it's just how it is, you know? All right. Who's the, who keeps the, the mood light? Who's the class clown? <laughs> um, I don't we, know. We, we have almost too many of those. Obviously. Yeah. There's so many goofy dudes on the team. Like we have a kid, Wesley from Hong Kong. And I swear to God, like, 85% of what comes out of his mouth is just to make other people laugh. Like, it just doesn't make any sense half the time. Our roommate, Tommy Lee, is just oh, yeah. He's, super yeah. unintentionally funny, too. Like, I don't know. He's just like a little cartoon character with the most, like, stereotypical French accent that you can get. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say, I'll say those two. Um our buddy, our buddy Chaz, how she lives, two houses down. Um, he's pretty funny. <laughs> I'd say, I mean, most of the guy, like anybody, has their moments on any given occasion. Like we try to keep it light. Um, 
because like i mean that's what i learned when i was swimming club is like this stuff is so hard and some of it's like very intense like you need to like lighten the mood like like you need to like balance it out with like just joking around and being able to like laugh at stuff and so i again i think that's something we did pretty well yeah totally. yeah who's who's the most go ahead Luca. what were you gonna say oh i was also gonna say like at the end of the day like swimming like it, it's not that deep you know like sports are there for like fun and right. fun competition like this is the only time in our lives that competition like doesn't really mean anything like it means something to yourself personally but it doesn't like matter like oh if you do this like you're not going to have a job you know like it's not like that it's sport it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be to keep it light and so yeah, especially like the the further away you get from your swimming career, you recognize that too. The, the decisions that seem so important in that moment or, you know, things that are happening, the events become, they're impactful for your life, but they're still less important than they seem in the moment. Um, who's, who's the most likely to start a billion dollar company? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. Dude, there's just so many smart dudes on this team. Like, I don't know. Um, Aaron Seymour, that dude's yeah. going places. Like, no matter what he does, like, he's like a triple triple major in, like, I don't even know, math and some some other stuff. Like, I don't yeah, know. There's a lot of smart dudes on the team. Yeah. Um, I would say I feel like um, – I feel like Andrew Bruzo could somehow yeah. pull it off. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how, but I feel like he could pull it off. And like Wolf of Wall Street stuff or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's most likely to be late to practice? <laughs> <laughs> or just not go at all? <laughs> um, yeah, that's Bradley. Yeah. Most, it, it, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> but he's been like, he's been better about that. He's been it's, a lot it's funny because Bradley's a really hardworking guy and very dedicated um, right for the team. But they'll just be like, days where we'll be in the like swimming warm-up and i'll look over towards his lane and bradley just won't be there <laughs> and um i don't know he has he has periods where he's better about it than um like sometimes he's like really good and then there'll be like a two-week period where he'll miss like one practice and like two or two practices in like two weeks and he'll be like come on dude but um yeah <laughs> i remember there was this dude at auburn uh when i was there who said uh, there, he he came to practice, but the goal was to hide for the entire practice. And so he went up into the stands and the Georgia pool is pretty similar to Auburn, right? We just have stands on one side. They're not big stands. And yeah. he, he went like halfway down the stands and then all the way down to the bottom below the rail. And then he just laid there the whole practice, <laughs> just hoping that and like the whole time that people were on deck and the coaches were like, where's, where is this dude? <laughs> Nobody knew where he was. He made it the whole practice. <laughs> now, Jake, uh, SECs, NCAAs are coming up. You've had some pretty wild races at, NCAA so far in your career from you know Kieran trying to run you down when you held him off to God everyone's trying to run you down I mean you got Fink yeah. doing his normal things and the distance races what are you hoping to accomplish and, and have at this year's NCs um that's a great question um just be as fast as I can be um <laughs> last year um was a pretty hard year for me 
um, towards the end, just because like I had this very, very minor injury, um, might add, looking back on it, but it was lingering and it just like it got me kind of in a funk with everything. Um, and so approaching and like I wasn't pulling for from like December until like after SECs, I decided I should probably start pulling again. And so um, it kind of I got myself in the shape and actually had a really good NCAAs. But I think mentally I wasn't fully there this year. I feel a lot more confident in myself and just like approaching meets and just trying to I mean, I, I kind of hate saying it, but just trying to have fun. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very serious about my swimming, about what I do, but like at the end of the day, like that's why I tell myself before I swim the mile is I love this sport. I love what I do. Um, I'm trying to have fun because, um, that's the only way I can really get myself mentally ready for it. Um, but yeah, um, this year, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say anything that'll be like a headline or anything, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping to do some crazy stuff, um, Really, I'm hoping this SECs will be a good indicator to see where I'm at. I'm still swimming. I mean, I swam like 5-5 five, five this morning, and I'm going back this afternoon to swim more. Um, so I'm not coming down a whole lot, So, w- which I like. I like staying in shape for these meets and just like knowing that well, no matter what, no matter what's thrown at me, I can just go and just swim fast. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping – Hoping to be better in my two free, hoping to be um, hoping for a great five. Um, and yeah, so. Luca, you mentioned, uh, obviously, you, you're red shirt and are not, not there this year. You know, we've talked to Grant Schultz, who's legendary on the commentary for being, you know, 30 year old, 30 year old at his last NCs. And we talked with Grant House and we were giving him a hard time that he's been around NCs forever. What are what are your plans for for college, especially with you know red shirts and the COVID years and, and things like that? Dude, yeah, I could be so old by the end of it. <laughs> but I, was, I have three more years of eligibility, so Whoa. I'm 24 by the end my last NCs, like theoretically. Um, like another thing is like, do I want to do that? I'm not sure yet. A lot of times I'm just like, screw it, like why not? Like NCAAs is so much fun. Like, I mean, not like long course isn't fun, but it's really like, Oh dude, it's just the the best college swimmers in the world in 25 yards, which is like such a fun distance to swim because you can just like bounce. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't really decided yet. Definitely want to come back. Um, I don't know. Actually, I'm not going to say anything, uh, but like, yeah, <laughs> now I can foresee swimming in college for another few years. Dang. Yeah. Hey, just um, doing some prep for this conversation with you guys and going through your bios is crazy. I mean, just considering all the accomplishments you you both have had with national championships and um, national titles uh, in the long course pool. And yet you've both been on the receiving end of some tough moments too. I mean, even last year at NCAAs, Luca, you're in two tight butterfly races that didn't go your way. You know, you came out with the NCAA record that killed everybody on the hundred back and you're like, Oh, I could have won that title. Um, And so I I guess what I want to know is, you know, even back to Olympic trials, a third place there and Jay coming ninth there, you, you both have had these successes and then also races that you can really learn from. And I'm curious what 
those learnings are for you guys as you continue forward and still have big races and opportunities in front of you, both short course and long course. What are, Luca, what are some of the things that you've taken away uh, from both the good and the bad in your swimming career? Um, biggest takeaway take is probably just the mindset, you know, like knowing that you are one of the best, no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter what place you get, is knowing yourself that, you know, you've put in the work, you've done all this stuff, you are a champion. Um, and just being able to come back after that, even after bad swims or that type of stuff, like having that mentality, no matter what, is huge. Because the moment that you start to doubt yourself is the moment that, like, the work that you put in doesn't really matter anymore. And you should always validate yourself and um, validate how much you put through or put yourself through to even get to those like not so good moments. What about you, Jake? Um, yeah, I've been thinking about this question. I mean, for me mainly, it's just been like, you know, I'm not going to be defined by one bad swim or one bad meet. I mean, you talk about trials. I mean, that was, that was a pretty rough meet for me. Like, probably the hardest like mentally meet or most mentally defeating meet I've been at. But, of course, I had to come out of that and um, kind of reassess myself and where I was at with the sport. Um, and I would agree with what Lucas said about, like, the mindset and mentality of it. I mean, like, going into that meet, I feel like I walked in and it was kind of, like, it was very foreign to me. Um, and I've been to, like, big meets before. I mean, I've been to – at that point, I've been to, you know, Junior Pan Packs, Junior Worlds, um, Nationals, all this stuff. But that meet was just completely different. And I feel like I didn't really – I remember something – I was talking with Michael Andrew uh, in Australia last December about it a little bit. And he kind of said that his first trials um, felt a little weird. I mean, he had he had a great meet, that meet. But then he said at the the 2021 Olympic trials, he said he, like, walked in and he felt like he owned the place. And that's kind of – after he said that, that kind of stuck with me. And that's how I want to feel like pretty much any me. Like I want to go to me and be like, yeah, I've, I've done, I've done what I needed to. Um, and I'm ready to go. But yeah, I feel like that meet, I kind of just, I kind of lost myself. There's a couple other things going on too. I feel like I wasn't really having a lot of fun with swimming at that point. Um, and I didn't realize that because I was so focused in on trials and making the team that I wasn't really realizing that like, I wasn't enjoying myself. And so I had, that's what I mean. That's what I meant when I kind of had to reassess where I was. And um, so, yeah, I feel like being aware of where you're at, like mentally with um, the sport, because it is like, like, I mean, especially for like, for like me, when I'm like staring at the black line for two hours every day, four hours every day, and just like not really doing much. And then I get into those funks, like I got to be aware of those so I can, do what I need to, to get out of it. Um, and so that was the biggest takeaway for me from like that meet. And I feel like ever since then I've been pretty good about it. So, yeah. Awesome. Got a few rapid fire questions and we'll let you guys go. Jake, what's the hardest race in swimming? Uh, mile. Six, wait, uh, short course, long course. I guess I'll, I'll just go with, um, mile short course meters or short course yards. Luca, what's the hardest race? Uh, tuner back long course. That shit sucks. Luca, Olympic gold or world record? Gold. Jake? 
Um, gold. Jake, do you pee in the pool? <laughs> Isn't that a safe sport violation? Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> May, I, I, I don't get out of the water. Um, I'll say that. Look it good. depends on how dehydrated I am. <laughs> All right. I want to know, can can Neil give a speech pregame like Kirby Smart did at the national title game? Oh, <laughs> Uh, he's not like an angry or like, I, not that Kirby's angry, but he doesn't have like that fire. Like Kirby does. He's just like, I don't even know. He's just great vibes, you know, like yeah, he's, he he's set you in the right direction. I feel like, but yeah, he, he actually talked about, um, that speech with, um, us like after it happened. And he was like, he was like, yeah, if I said that stuff, I would get fired. So, <laughs> yeah. so like yeah I, I would probably say no to that but he's he's great in different ways so uh jake what's one set that you won't miss when you retire from swimming uh definitely like the 30 to 100s like 500 pace and yeah no won't miss that that sounds awful uh <laughs> luca what's the worst swimming injury you can think of besides shoulder stuff uh groin stuff sounds terrible <laughs> yeah I don't I know. Or like a hip flexor injury. Actually, no, back is just like, that's terrible. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jake, what's your prediction for the score of the Super Bowl? Oh. See, I've been going, I don't know who's going to win in the first place. Um, I'll go right now, though. Um, Do you know who's playing? Yes, Kansas City, um, Philadelphia. See, I don't really like either teams. I like Jalen Hurts. I'll go with, um, I'll go with Philly uh 20 or 30 to 24 luca who you got what's the score i don't know i i kind of want Mahomes to win um no. i don't know jalen hurts he just like screwed over like a few georgia teams um, <laughs> i don't know though like but now he's like a cool player to watch yeah. um yeah i want kansas city to win I'll say like 33 to 30. I don't know. As an Auburn guy, I don't like Jalen Hurts either. Okay, Luca, what time wins the 100 back at NCAAs this year? And does anyone scare 43-3? She, I don't want to talk no shit. But I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I think people will crack 44. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> All right, last one is, uh, do you guys ever get to do social kick? Besides, well, Luca, little, you're doing bit, it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's not so fun, but, I mean, yeah, we'll do it occasionally. Yeah. No, yeah. usually that's only, like, if I get, like, a special practice. I get a special <laughs> yeah. kick. No never writes that. Noted. <laughs> Noted. Well, hopefully at taper time you'll get it, and Luca, excited that uh, your ridiculous kick is going to get that much better with all this kicking, so <laughs> – um, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's been fun to chat and uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Of course. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah. All right. That's it for this episode of social kick. We'll see you next time. All right. Hey everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're enjoying social kick, tell your friends about it and be sure to tell us what you liked by leaving a comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, the social kick. And you can find all of our content on our website.